It's Time Bandits. This is the podcast where every two weeks we go back in time 25 years of the year 1990 to celebrate the silver anniversary of a movie and a film and an album from that. I was going to say movie and a, a movie? film. We, we do a movie. We do a film. Jesus Christ. We do a talking picture. Yeah. Uh, a talkie. We celebrate a talkie and a music album. <laughs> yep. This is all good so far. It's really nice. This is all I'm, usable. I'm in the wrong chair for this. Oh, is it weirding you out? It is. That's where I you sit. That that's where you sit oh, for the no. other show. It's for the other I guess, show. Yeah. I don't. I wasn't prepared. Yeah. I fucked you up with my putting my bag on your chair. Uh, yeah. This <laughs> must. This must be terrible for you. Yeah. You're in a completely. Different, Thank you. And you're the listeners. A, you're at least two feet away from where you usually. It's weird. Are. I yeah. can see both of you clearly. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is weird. That is, yeah. Normally, I gotta look at the side of Dan. No, the whole front of him. Well, <laughs> oh, no. anyway, this is Time Bandits. My name is Greg Legrone. I'm looking at Dan Gorman. What's the score, babe? The score is Time Bandits one. Me zero uh-huh. because I had tickets to go see. Well, I got tickets to go see Mad Max oh. Fury Road, oh. but I'm doing this instead. Oh, oh no I'm way! Taking one for the audience. Yeah, what a yeah. bummer for yeah. you. Yeah. You're you're stupid. Yeah, so you're welcome. Yeah, um, thanks. <laughs> I'm not thanking you for that. You made the wrong choice. Uh, uh, now I'm looking at Casey Lyon. What's the score, babe? Uh, my uh, my, uh, my first, other. First of all, my last name is Lyons. <laughs> um, that's our. We've only known each other for twenty <laughs> Did years. Did I say something else? What did I say? <laughs> you said Casey Lyon. Like I'm only one. Oh, fact, you are many. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm the several. <laughs> um, and the score is, um, twenty-seven. On uh, Flippy Pancakes. Oh, oh look at you. Very good. Up I, there. I forgot about that game. Yeah. <laughs> I have not played it. I like Flippy Pancakes. Yeah. I have been playing Crossy Road. Oh, I like Crossy Road. I, um, I, play, I, I play some Crossy Road. I enjoy some Crossy Road. I downloaded that, and yep. I found it. I downloaded that. <laughs> I got it all downloaded. Um, and I'm like, well, what's the difference between that and Frogger? Nothing, really. Nothing, except sometimes you're a crazy old man. Yeah. Or uh, you're a, a little pig that turns into a disco party. That's oh. the best one. And the little whale takes a picture when you turn yeah. it on. Uh-huh. Well, look. You I'd... can jump on that little whale, and then he's in your yeah. category and stuff. But totally. don't watch out those alligators get you. <laughs> so like life. <laughs> so I like have life. many, many Crossy characters unlocked. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, brag about it, why don't I'm you? Doing, that's what I'm I doing. like that yeah. the opening of Time Bandits is turning into App Corner. Yeah, yeah really. Game, right? wasting your life yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crossy Road. <laughs> uh, <a> flippy pan. <laughs> Kick. <laughs> uh, and return to your guest with my bag on this yeah. chair here. Yeah. Yeah. What's score bag? <laughs> What's score bag? <laughs> Anything oh, to plug? Jesus. Well, uh, no guest. No, but if uh, the listener, if if it sounds slightly different in here, that's because there's two less testicles. I'll yeah. explain that. It's because uh, uh, Frank uh, just... Yeah, I was lost for a second, too. I'm like, what did I do today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot everything today. Uh, no, Frank just got his little nuts cut off. Yeah. Aww. Poor little fellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got some food, though. He's happy. He's eating some food. Yeah. He's, uh, he's really bouncing back. Yeah, well, yeah. he's a trooper. Yeah, I felt terrible doing it though. Taking the balls away. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't do it. I no. I, <laughs> I paid some people to do it for You're me. Lazy. 
<laughs> you I want felt, something done I, right, you do it yourself. Yeah. I felt terrible doing it because my aim was way off. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no. Um, well, uh, I guess we'll get into the time machine and look for our guest. Yeah, yeah. that's what we usually do. Yeah, that's what we usually see do. See where it is, where right. our guest is. Um, let's see. What should we use? How about how about Martin Lawrence's ma- medallion from? Oh, uh, Black oh Knight? yeah, from Black Knight. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> we haven't used that in a while. As long as I don't have to get in any enclosed space with I Martin Lawrence. I think you Lawrence. should start. You don't dress like Martin Lawrence enough. You don't yeah. think I do? No. Uh, like this watch bad boys one and two and you, you, you're like I need more vests without shirts yeah vests without yeah. shirts or shirts that are very big very very big <laughs> very big shirts yeah yeah right? but if you're gonna wear a vest without a shirt make sure your pants match that vest uh, well duh what am I a fucking <laughs> idiot maroon I think you should dress more like big mama uh, yeah, <laughs> I would wear a lot more fat suits yeah. and floral print. Yeah, all right, uh, medallion, go! Put on the medallion. Put it on. Let's all wear it. <laughs> oh, oh man, geez. our heads are stuck in this medallion. Uh, yeah, our heads oh are closed. God, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. This medallion. Oh, you're astute. Yeah. I didn't, this, I didn't know what noises were coming media. out of you. This medallion doesn't have a uh, date and time thing oh, fuck. like the uh, the DeLorean does, which Where is extremely handy. Extremely handy when you're time traveling. I'm not sure we are. What Hold on. year is this? I will buy a newspaper. I brought nickels. Hello, sir. Would you like to buy a newspaper? I would. I'm the Thank you, man. Oh, there's going to be a skit. <laughs> the, I don't, I'm just killing time. What kind of a release date is this? Well, it's 1985-12. I have the... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's close. Yeah. I, got the, I got the movies written down. What's the date? Um, I didn't find the... I didn't write down the date, but See, I wrote down the movies. this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. D- Do you want me to... 15. Uh, 15. 12? It's 1985. 12. What are we looking at? The top. What? We could have seen... Oh, well, I, <laughs> but I just want to know what day it is. I know it's oh. 1985. Something terribly wrong. Well, what could we have seen? Tell me, Dan. Uh, we could have seen The Jewel of the Nile. Oh. Oh. Uh, we could have seen a chorus line, oh. Oh. Clue, oh. Color Purple, uh-huh. or Out of Africa. Wow. All movies that came out a few weeks ago, looking at this newspaper that we just bought from the newspaper man. Right. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> that was him. That's Wow. He seemed nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got a wackadoo screwy time mix up again. Oh, no. Anyway, it's 1985. Those are the movies we could have seen. We yeah. didn't see those, though. But for 1985, I guess the only thing to see was the... Uh, the only movie anyone saw that year. <laughs> Smash hit? Yeah. Enemy Mine. Was it Enemy Yours? No. Nope. Enemy, enemy Mine. Enemy Hours. <laughs> hey, Enemy Hours, guys. <laughs> that fits uh, with the theme. They should have called it that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, we also checked out Rain Dogs from Tom Waits, uh, but we'll get to that later. Enemy Mine. Yeah. Enemy Hours. Mm-hmm. Um, enemy Yours, Mine, and Ours. <laughs> with <laughs> Renee Russo. And Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> uh, it's a 1985 science fiction film. Uh, we, oh, I know what day it is. You know what day it is? What day is it? It's December 20th, That's 1985. True. Oh, Christmas boy. is right around the corner. Yeah. 
Goodness. Um, Enemy mine is the gift you give yourself. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. Well, nothing says Christmas like cuddling up in the theater with your family to watch mm. kooky alien drama <laughs> hour. Directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I mean, I uh, I have seen this movie a great deal of times when I was a kid. And I, I guess when I was a kid, I didn't know who Wolfgang right. Peterson was. So I was very surprised when I saw yeah. oh, Wolfgang Peterson's name. Yeah. Every, I'm surprised every time I see this movie. And I've seen this movie like a lot of times in my adult life. Yeah. I'm always like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't pretty short. It was like only, it wasn't very long after Das Boot, was it? No. Is it his next movie or was oh. one well, of his Well, Das Boot was like 81 or something. Yeah. Like it was yeah, yeah. It was like this early is, 80s, yeah. right? It did take over, though. What am I going to do all this Das Somebody, Boot money? Yeah. <laughs> I'll make an alien. Uh, I'm putting Goss Jr. in a rubber suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, p- most of him anyway. Most of I'm going to leave his mouth <laughs> yeah. sticking right out. <laughs> Wolfgang did take over. Out. Somebody else was directing it, and they didn't like the dailies, and they had to oh, do yeah. like, they had to do like, uh, we've put already sunk like $8 million into this. Do we just scrap all the footage and start again? No or, shit. Or like, they had to decide like either... We scrapped the whole thing. The way it does. <laughs> yeah, and so he came and they, and he brought the whole production over to like wherever he shot Das Boot overseas and like built the set, a whole new set, new designs. Like so they basically spent like a shitload of money on this thing and then just cut it all. Well, off. you you can tell this movie looks fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. Except for the scenes where it's clearly Lou Gossett's Jr.'s head, like. Like a foot away from the painted backdrop that's going on, oh, so God, that yeah. you There's can a lot of paintings. Yeah, in this you yeah. can practically uh, see did, the shadow of his head off of the sun. He did one movie in between Das Boot and Enemy Mine, and it was the Never Ending Story. Uh, okay, hmm. weird uh, trajectory there. Yeah, yeah it um, makes it makes sense coming out of Never Ending Story into into this, but not so much coming out no, of Das, no, Boot, not das into, Boot into. It doesn't fit in. Um, just in case you don't know what the fuck Enemy Mine is, uh, a soldier from Earth crash lands on an alien world after sustaining battle damage. Eventually, he encounters another survivor, but from the uh, but from the enemy species he was fighting. They band together to survive on this hostile world. In the end, the human finds himself caring for his... <laughs> His what? His what? <laughs> what enemy? is he caring for? <laughs> enemy? His dick, right? Is in it a completely dick? unexpected way. Okay. True. Yeah. Uh, yep. First time I saw this, I didn't expect what was going to happen. <laughs> no. No. I didn't um, expect it or want yeah. it. That sort of... Okay, so what's going on? It's, uh, it's the future. Uh, we've gone into... We're flying around through space trying to do stuff, and we've uh, come across a race of beings called Drax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are lizard people. They aren't men or women. They're just... They're both... They're lizards. Yeah, and, and uh, boy, are we racist against them. Yeah, we can't stand them. And no. we start, the movie starts right into a, a firefight in space. Yeah. And Dennis Quaid is flying around with, Joey! Hey, Joey! <laughs> Joey! Hey, Joey, you still dating that big fat girl? <laughs> oh, man. That was what weird. A dick. Yeah. That whole- it was weird, but then when it when it pays off, yeah. it, it's so sweet and makes me so sad. Totally. Yeah. I think Joey's a pretty good actor. Yeah, he was fucking yeah, great. He has outstanding dead face. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, spoiler alert, Joey dies. Yeah. He doesn't get to go on, it, on the yeah, date yeah. with because the white Dennis balloon. Because Dennis Quaid is such a crazy murdering racist he just can't wait he has to go kill this one ship yeah. um, he should just stay with the fleet but no he chases this this fucking ship down <laughs> that he's yeah. already shot part of it's going down yeah but he wants to like just i gotta i hate them so much i gotta destroy him yeah and by doing that he fucks up his own ship 
and everybody dies but him. Joey's poor face. Um, now, th- I have issue with with this because what kind of a space program do they have where Joey just bumps his little face <laughs> yeah. like he's wearing like a full uh, like a, a space, space helmet, helmet thing yeah. with like the glass over the front yeah. and everything, and he bumps his little face off of the control panel, and the uh, the whole glass part just shatters, just yeah, smashes, yeah. and is exposed. I'm like, and cuts his face off like it's it a, just like cuts- it's made out of like like. Like a like pint glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like are they're using sugar glass on in their fucking space program glass? Like maybe spend a little bit more money, and maybe yeah. Joey's face wouldn't be so uh, fucked Joey. up. Yeah. yeah. Well, they crash land and they uh, pretty sweet crash landing with yep. a great little miniature. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely. I like all this shit. I love the ships it looks are in cool. Space. It looks odd. There's such a there's an identifiable look to this movie's effects that I dig. Uh, yeah. There, there definitely is, and I think it's very um, and not just because this movie does have a Sarlacc pit, uh-huh. but there's a very so Star Warsy Star Wars. element. Ooh, to I yeah. thought Sarlacc pit as soon as I saw that little thing, and I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Even though I know that Sarlacc pit looks totally different, but it like same, but it's, but it's, it's exact same, same concept. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Little tentacles that come out of yeah, the yeah. sand, oh, yeah. and then underneath is the whole monster yeah. that uh, yeah. that wants to eat you. Um, so Dennis Quay, that Joey dies in his arms. Hey, Joey, Joey, quit yeah. dying! And uh, then he's like, I gotta go make sure that Drac is dead. Yeah. And so because he sees the smoke and he's like, that's where he landed. He yeah. must not be. Far from there, and right. I'm gonna go kill him. And it's a seemingly deserted planet, other than you know, like very basic indigenous life. And so Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr., the other, uh, he's the other survivor there, the Drac. They're gonna, they're stuck on this planet together. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's the movie we've got here. So before we get into plot and go walk through this uh, wonderful motion picture, yeah. Uh, let the, who Dan, had you ever seen this all the way through with sound on? Before? No, I know you'd seen parts of it at the bar. Seen, I had seen it all on at the bar multiple yeah. times, possibly a few times straight through. Yeah. without any sound. Sure. Uh, so I knew I knew the gist. You knew of the what bullet was points. going on in this movie, but I never sat down and watched it. No. Yeah. So first time. So first time. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh Casey, you've seen this a lot as a child. I watched uh, I watched this movie lots of times when I was a kid yeah. because I fucking loved it because mm-hmm. I thought it was very exciting. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and an integrity picture. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, say, I thought as well. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought like here. this is really the thinking man's uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, trapped on a planet with an alien. <laughs> I feel like this movie is like the definition of watched it as a kid and really liked it and then like grew up and watched it and was just kind of like what is going on here yeah like not necessarily that it's awful or hard but like that you grow up and you're like wait a minute yeah (laughs) yeah it uh this this movie really lays out its themes right at your feet and goes yeah. look at these <laughs> check them out look at these for almost two uh, hours yeah I loved this movie as a kid and then I've just I kept I knew like I saw it enough like because it was on through cable the years a lot. yeah and I saw it like in my early teens and whatever in high school and I'm like yeah this movie's pretty stupid but I sure do like it yeah <laughs> yeah it's just really easy to watch well I gotta say most like, of it anyway is yeah yeah uh well okay so yeah I haven't seen it since I was a kid right mm-hmm. and uh then just watching it uh, today as I did this movie's terrible yeah. <laughs> like I definitely had the nostalgia from when I was a kid yeah. and that definitely carried me through because I was like oh remember that and like like there are certain things that I remember like I remember him eating the that weird the squiddy thing squiggly yeah, uh, yeah, grub gross. thing and that yeah. always like just made me just fucking disgusting. barf yeah. when I was a this kid this time too I'm like Ugh. yeah it's really <laughs> gross yeah. and the thing is it's like um, 
yeah, you're forced to eat a, a, a gross, alive grub thing, but yeah. uh, sensible bites, Dennis Quaid. <laughs> yeah, he really goes for it. And also, it hasn't been that long. This is later that day. Later yeah. that day. It's going to take a long time before I'm going to eat an unknown, alive, yeah. slimy slug from an alien planet where I don't know anything <laughs> about what's going to happen to me. And you're right. It's not like, oh, it's six and I haven't eaten since three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I, I better eat this snake just to be safe. <laughs> Fucking gross pig. Um, uh, uh, oh, but okay, before we actually get to that, though, yeah. um, when Dennis Quaid is looking for Lou Gossett Jr., the yeah. alien, yeah. and he finds him, yeah. he finds him down by a lake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing a sensuous dance. Well, he comes, he's swimming in the lake, and then he comes out, and you kind of see, oh, he's like an alien fellow yeah. with a little tail butt and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, then he does that modern interpretive dance thing. <laughs> Why does he do that? I don't know. It's yeah. when the rain comes, and he's like, oh, fuck yeah, this yeah. is my jam. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, this rain is making me feel sexy. Oh, turned down for what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great little dance. I yeah. die every time. This yeah. movie is like everything seems to be set up in a way that like it shouldn't be super like like it's super just kind of like okay, two people, they don't like each other, different races, they're going to come to like terms with each other. Yeah. But then it like activates all those like things in like a weird like that like why even dan he dances like why Listen, you know why because lewis gossett jr is swinging for the fucking fences in this movie he yeah. really he, is he, he came up gives with the it, language He's he did eh? oh yeah yeah oh lord that's that's yeah. embarrassing I, 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 no it's kind of dope <laughs> yeah good good on him it's just to what effect like to well, what I, end I, Lewis I think, it's good. Per- I, I find both performances are like good performances, yeah. but it's just the things that I are didn't happening. find Dennis Quaid to be all like, that hey! good. Yeah, he's ah! he's so mad, so yelly. Like, yeah, like he's loud in this movie. So loud. Like halfway through the picture, when they've made friends. And, and like their their like survival depends on each other. He's still mad at him all the time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we gotta build a fucking shelter, you stupid alien. <laughs> Your friendship means the world to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I yeah. I thought they're he's, they're he's good. He he because a couple of things that are like. If you're an actor yeah. trying to make this real, yeah, is totally bananas. Yeah, what are you gonna do? And he has a couple of things where I'm like, not bad, Dennis. Yeah, Clark. totally. <laughs> you're working. You're no you're Randy, work- but you're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're holding it together better than Randy yeah. anyway. <laughs> hey, Randy's got the Oscar nom though, so yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? Winning smile and the sex tape and the <laughs> sex tape. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Did you watch it? What? It's not really a sex tape. Not really. Yeah. No. They're just like pretending he's and, mad yeah. at the the president or whoever was the head of Universal. Yeah. I guess at the time when they did Independence Day, he's like, they owe me money and all this shit. And uh, he's wearing the shirt. He's like, this is the shirt I saved the world <laughs> yeah, in yeah. in Independence Day. And then he, his wife is in the forefront of the camera, like leaning on a table. Yeah. And then he puts a mask of that old white guy who was that like, he head hates of the studio right. on her. And he's like, well, you you would seem to enjoy fucking me. So now I'm, I'm going to yeah. fuck you. And then just like pretends to have sex. Oh, yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. Uh, that's a letdown. It's, no, it's <laughs> you really wanted not. it real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted him to go all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Casey's I, yeah. like, that's a letdown. It's I guess still I the whole thing it. is just like, uh, yeah. the whole watch is really uncomfortable. It's not, yeah. 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 Well, he's... I would have... This movie would have been very different with Randy Quaid. In the, yeah. <laughs> in this role. Um, Shitter's as role the alien. in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Yeah. yeah okay. It's like, so it's just it's ridiculous. Like there's so much in this movie that is hilarious and weird, but also so much that's boring. But then so also, boring. also so much that's fucking great. Like the matte paintings. Like as, even though also oh, a lot the, of the, the look of this place and the set is the yeah, colors fucking, and everything. Yeah. It's oh, really wow. beautiful. Like the lake that you said when you when you show up at the lake and it's yeah. like this big overhead shot. It's obviously yeah. a studio, but they've got matte paintings. You're yeah. like fuck yeah, man. It looks, this yeah. looks great. He sets that lake on fire. I'm like this looks crazy. Yeah. So yeah, good. when he when he smashes all the aliens um uh cherry Kool-Aid and then yeah. sets the lake on fire. Yeah. It's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so he thinks he can just burn up the alien, Louis yeah. Gossett Jr. And he's like, Yeah, woo. Yeah. Uh you're on fire, motherfucker. Yeah, and then he runs over to grab because he sees that cause Louis Gossett Jr.'s done his little sexy rain dance and yeah. jumped into the water. So he pours oh, oh, fuel in the water and sets it on fire. Yeah. But this doesn't seem to bother uh, Lewis Gossett. No, so, he's down. But so Dennis Quaid goes to get his gun, which is sitting on the ship, which uh, quite hilariously electrocutes him. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever somebody has <laughs> he, to get elect- he goes way over the he top. Really like that guy it. does not know how to be electrocuted. Yeah, and it's got the like the classic eighties. Like we don't know how to do like lightning or electricity, yeah, so yeah, we just yeah. drew some lines. Yeah, on yeah, totally. We drew green lines all over his body, <laughs> like an electrocution. I like that stuff though, so I thought yeah, it looked I cool. <laughs> yeah. So then he's got him prisoner, and this is when he like he wants to eat, and he's like, "Hey, Drac." <laughs> He's so loud in this movie. Yeah. He is. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Food, huh? Mwah, mwah. Yeah. It's a condescending prick, too. Yeah. Um, and that's when Louis Gossett Jr., uh, Terry, that's his name, right? What? No, Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. Jerry yeah. feeds him the squid. Because the he slug. tells him his name, and it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah. Or something. And he's like, oh, your, your name's Jerry, Jerry Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is. Um,. Yeah, and but because and Jerry's eating all these little green balls that Dennis Quaid wants. <laughs> yeah, he wants those green wants, balls yeah. so bad. Give me those uh, balls. And then there's now this is the first thing that starts to unite them is the big uh, meteor shower. Yeah, because yeah, periodically the on periodically, this planet it rains gonna meteors. Be some meteor action. Yeah, yeah. And those things are cool. Yeah, like they they like when they hit the Earth. They sort of like explode in like sparks and yeah. like and Star Wars lasers and shit come yeah. out of them. They're really cool. Yeah, it looks dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they're both freaking out, but Jerry grabs Dennis Quaid, who's Davidge. Yeah. Uh, and drags him to safety as well. Mm-hmm. Then they go to sleep together. <laughs> uh, is that when they build the shelter? No, no, because no, they sleep and Dennis Quaid is just like, I, he's free now or something and and Jerry's just sound asleep. And uh, he takes the <laughs> knife from him, and he could kill him, but he doesn't. Instead, yeah. he's like, I got to go eat those green balls. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> and he does. And then they fight, but then that Dennis Quaid's like, we need to get to shelter because those meteors, the yeah. Xerxes, they're going to get us, and let's go. And so this is the beginning of them, like, we have to work together or we're going to die here. Yeah. <laughs> and then they try and build a house, and it sucks. And that was now good. Jerry picks up English really fast. Oh, well, they do like one of those cuts where it's like time has passed, right. and we know it. Because oh, there's a really a horrible narration from Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis Quaid turns more and more into a hippie. <laughs> yeah, <he gets laughs> the, the longer he's on there. Yeah, and then he just instantly knows English. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was gonna say like he we learned it really fast, and then I realized that he had the big bushy beard. And yeah, I was like, all right. Well, right. no, he doesn't. He, he, there's a stage. There's a whole bunch of fake beards and wigs that Dennis yeah. Quaid wears. Yeah, yeah. There's the there's, stages there's stages are terrible. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> oh, it should also be noted that this movie has uh this movie starts with 
um, completely unnecessary uh, voiceover narration by yeah. Dennis Quaid. Yeah, it's it's entirely unnecessary. It totally. Is. Like, that could and, have and all, it, like, there's no point that he makes that can't be, like, he could have I, said some of that shit to the people it, on the... It also pops up, like, in the exact moment when, when you forget that there was ever narration. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. it'll yeah, be, yeah. like, it's half an hour, consistent. and you'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, 40-minute gaps of yeah. no narration, and then he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Dennis Quaid here again. Uh. <laughs> and he says, yeah. Dennis Quaid here again. Uh. <laughs> Um, Did you guys see Lou Gossett Jr.? I, I wonder if there was like a Blade Runner thing where the studio was like, we don't know what this movie's about. Get Dennis to fucking tell yeah. everyone what's happening. Yeah. Well, I just read on IMDb that apparently the studio forced them to make the subplot that we'll get to about there being an actual literal mine because they said people wouldn't understand that it's like mine as in possessive enemy mine. Oh, oh really? my God. So they really? had to actually, well, where was the mine? Yeah. I liked everything. <laughs> I where? came here to see a mine. <laughs> I spent my good hard money to go to a theater and see a great big mine. I, yeah. I wanted two things out of this movie. The enemy was there. I saw him. <laughs> Listen, but. a couple of years ago, I got screwed out of the sorcerer and Friedkin sorcerer. <laughs> really mad about this mine thing. Um, I can't. That that is actually yeah. a thing too. That everyone was just mad that there wasn't a sorcerer. So they had. Well, why didn't they? I, if if it's by me, everyone, then I, I just mean like, America. Hey, I'll just change the name. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to add this stupid fucking ending that feels like a totally different movie. Yeah, yeah. fine. I'll just call it the alien is my enemy in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mine enemy. Just turn it around the other way. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, uh, super weird. Also, I saw that Terry Gilliam turned down to direct. Uh, Apparently, it was like he decided to do Brazil instead. Rightfully yeah, so. Yeah, not <laughs> not bad. Mm. But yeah, it, it it does feel like oh, there's no like conflict outside of them learning to love each other. So we better get like a punch him up ending. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, that that whole the whole part with Bri- and Brian and I I'm hey, a Brian big James. fan of Brian James, the best. He's fucking great. Yeah. But man, did he ever not need to be in this movie? No, well, yeah, did. like 15 or 20 minutes are left of the movie, and then it's just like dun 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 dun, dun they're like running around. You're kind of yeah, like, yeah. wait, it what? becomes a com- yeah. completely different Zombies. movie. <laughs> Zammies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, that my my favorite. Thing like because there's a lot of things that go on in this movie that I'm like, why? Yeah. Why and why on earth would you ever do that? So that you get your first look at the Sarlacc pit monster. Yeah. Yeah. Because Dennis Quaid's running around in a little like a sh- a, a hardback turtle kind turtle of thing. thing with a vagina. <laughs> yeah, it's got with it's a got vagina a, on its forehead. It's got a forehead vagina and uh, like it's like um <laughs> it looks like a potato bug but like big <laughs> with a vagina on its head. Well, man, you got to fuck something in space. (laughs) (laughs) In space, nobody can hear you fuck a potato bug in your vagina forehead. Hey, you see uh, a potato bug in space. You F that thing right in the P (laughs) on its head. (laughs) You you F that thing right in the F. (laughs) Which I mean for And then you get fired from your space job. (laughs) Rightfully so. Your space job. I got space fired today. (laughs) I was at the space soccer game and I was being an idiot. (laughs) Frankly, I was a little space drunk. (laughs) I was being a space idiot. I will admit that. (laughs) Anyway, what's in the space news? My space mom thought it was hilarious. (laughs) I just got space fired, though, and I'm space sad about it. (laughs) Um... 
So the this tentacle comes out of the pit in the ground and it grabs one of the little vagina faces and sucks it down in the sand and then sp- and like waka 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 yeah. and then spits the shell out and it's got like some blood and gunk on it like yeah. oh it ate the whole thing and then it goes burp yeah, yeah. it's like what come on who Wolfgang Das Boot yeah <laughs> Wolfgang Peterson's like you know this thing should burp at the end of that yeah you know that'd be great again no. it's like it's like that there's no wacky it's like tone it, to anything in this movie that fits the burping wacky, monster yeah. well no yeah, it's intentionally wacky yeah but this is like. Yeah, I was confused. Yeah, yeah there's mo- most of the wacky things in this movie are just like, what a weird choice you guys made. But this is like, no, this is a cartoon effect. Yeah, you put in like a yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was like it was like in in Return of the Jedi where there's like a a, a shot of Jabba's palace like from outside, yeah. and then you just see like the little space bullfrog oh, yeah, guy, and yeah. he and he bloop, and then he goes Bleh. yeah. So like how- it, it just like I guess that's just something they do in space. Well, I, I was guess so. that, like how much of this do you think? feels like okay we can't make a space movie in the mid 80s without like like something kid like we have to have the burp sound yeah. for the kids yeah. but then like yeah. it's kind of an adult storyline but this line. is not for kids at all but i feel like it's it feels like they're trying yeah. to make it that way with the burp i definitely think right? that there was that but there was a certain amount of this like even the even the uh, like set design and everything feels very fantastical in, in a way that would appeal yeah, to kids like maybe or they, like, i mean it appealed to me like a motherfucker when i was a kid i watched yeah. it all the time well, it was pg13 yeah, yeah. huh like it feels like a movie that they wanted to make as like a prestige drama mm-hmm. about some like, weird stuff to explain to your thirteen year old when they're like, but why did they Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just feel, yeah. It feels like there was conflict. Like we need a mine and an yeah. action scene at the end, but also like make it kind of okay for kids, but yeah. and make sure that like the themes are really obvious and like Casey said, laid at your feet. Like yeah. 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 So uh <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, we're talking about the Sarlacc. Yeah, right? they win. Yeah, yeah, the burp and stuff like yeah. that, and that's and this is to set up like what a constant threat for them. Yeah, this thing. Yeah, like major major points happen with how terrifying this fucking thing is. Yeah, but they set it up with like a wackadoo. Yeah. Anyway, because <clears throat> later he falls in it. That's right, and Ben Jerry saves him, and then later it comes up in their house. Yeah, and Davidge saves Jerry, and they got a book, and they leave their house behind. Yeah, because there's a Sarlacc pit in it. Totally, <laughs> as you do. As you do, oh, I would. To be fair, uh, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I would. You can do. you cannot get rid of Sarlacc. Yeah, I mean, that thing's a space no, money pit no. with that Sarlacc yeah. pit in the bottom. <laughs> it's a space money Sarlacc pit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 um. So uh, you, they don't see this first instance with the Sarlacc pit. No, they're trying to build the house. They're just, they don't even know the, there is a Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. On this they don't even know it's out there. No. Yeah, yeah trying to build when, a place. It's not working. Yeah. <clears throat> They're but, they're not. No, Dennis Quaid, Dennis Quaid is doing is everything. Yeah, and uh, Alien Gossett Junior is just sitting there going, "You suck." Yeah. See, I don't know. He's getting fun to do. That's pretty good. That is fun. I'm gonna keep doing that. You keep talking. I think Casey's coming on to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're yeah. gonna be space pregnant pretty soon. <laughs> there, I find I find something every time I watch this movie. I find I'm I'm weirded out a bit by the way that Jerry laughs. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. I'm gonna try to do that now. That's gonna be my new laugh. Well, you all know what laughing sounds like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, what happens then? Because 
I guess eventually he's out. His hair is longer and he's hunting. Yeah, yeah. And he wants. He's like, I'm gonna eat that vagina face. Yeah. And he chases one and he falls in a starlack pit. Yeah. And he gets a hold of his leg and he's. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. screaming from Dennis Quaid. Yeah, you can always know what's happening in a scene by what there's so much screaming from Dennis Quaid. And the thing that comes out of the Sarlacc pit is like super long and has like a little claw on the end. It can yeah. wrap or it wraps around his leg, and yeah. like the act of it wrapping around his leg makes his leg all like bleeding. And yeah, like he head. bleeds like a motherfucker. Like a yeah. motherfucker. That's cool looking. Yeah, that yeah. I, when I was a kid, that I was kind of freaked me out. Yeah, like, me too. That's so bad yeah. for your leg. <laughs> like and and the way it is, like it's it's wrapped around his leg and it's ripping his like um, jeans or shirt his, or his, or his like space pants. Yeah, uh, uh, like around. So, but it kind of also looks like it's ripping the skin off of his yeah, bone. Totally. Yeah, like it, I, I was like, how much is he lo- going to lose his leg? It's I yeah. was thinking that too. Yeah. yeah, pretty good. In fact, then he gets sorry, saved. space leg, space leg. Yeah, um, but he gets saved and yeah, because Jerry comes with his little laser gun. It's like pew pew. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it, how how it, long does it take them to figure out that the little turtle shells that the Sarlacc pit? Oh, right behind. then, because they're dressing up his leg. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they're gonna do a play <laughs> yeah. later, and, and his leg is yeah, so playing uh, Oliver. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he does something that hurts him, and so he kind of like, ow, and slams his hand down, but he slams his hand down on one yeah. of the empty shells, and he's like, these things are Xerxes-proof. <laughs> Which is awesome. He <laughs> he slams his hand down on one of these little shells, and he's like, oh, shit, these things are meteor-proof. Yeah. If this thing could withstand, you know, my hand, <laughs> there, there's no way a meteor is getting yeah, through yeah. it. This isn't like our brittle space glass at all. <laughs> I should have had this on, on what's-his-name's face. <laughs> in our plane, in our crash. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah. Um, so they're like, we'll build a house out of it. So yeah, the, the, so they do, and now they've got a happy home. Yep, and uh, and they build enough uh, room to raise a kid in. Yeah, they <laughs> they, they build the do. home. They build the home, and they're they're in the shelter, and they're all like successful. They have their shelter, and then there's a scene where they're like. I guess they're going to bed or something, but it's shot in such a way that it really looks like Dennis Quaid is laying on top of Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, is that how they make the baby? <laughs> well, I thought, well, um, my having watched this um, only on mute in the past, yeah. I was kind of like, who? how does he get him pregnant again? <laughs> <laughs> to have their space baby? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Because um, if you don't know, this if movie you don't has know, a space baby. There's yeah, a look, baby coming. And I thought spoiler it- alert. Well, no. What happens is Drax, uh, they procreate... Uh, asexually? A- autonomously, asexually, yeah. by themselves. Yeah. They fuck themselves <laughs> in their own pussies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't want to get too technical, but that's what happens. Yeah, yeah that's a technical term. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because then, like, ah, some other shit happens, and they argue about stuff, and they teach each other. He's learning the Drac language, and he's learning English and stuff like that. And they're also learning that uh, uh, religion is universal. Right. Yeah. Yeah, be nice. Hey, oh, come on. Be hey. nice. God wants you to be nice. Even alien god, Are you Christian? <laughs> yeah, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> Who was uh, Christopher Walken? Yeah, I don't I know. Thinking. I don't know what happened. I was just, <laughs> I just started to say words, and I was like, "Well, these words sound yeah. fancier than usual." <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Maybe that was God talking kid. through me. Um, I like that. Dennis, I like that Quaid when he realizes that he has asexually reproduced and is now pregnant. He's like, "But I didn't." Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, hey, yeah. Don't look at me. He's yeah. like, look, it's important that you know I didn't fuck look, this Where alien. I'm at in my life, I, uh, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> uh, 
because he leaves for a while. Dennis Quaid's like, yeah. we're going to go die. We're going to die here. If we don't, yeah, he starts to go space crazy, right? Or space like I'm going to go for a spacewalk and see what's out there because he's been having. I need a space break. You're space pregnant. I got a lot of space stress right now. (laughs) I need to go for a spacewalk. Uh, He goes for a walk because uh, to see if there's anything out there because he's been having dreams about a ship. Yeah, which is sort of vague and stuff like that. And so he goes walking and looking, and he's gone for a while, and then he finds a can of Pepsi, and he's like, (laughs) 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 He, he finds, he's he's like, the a, gods must be crazy. <laughs> he, he finds a can of space Pepsi, yeah. which is much rounder and sectional. Yeah. It should be noted. Uh-huh. I thought that was super cool when I was a kid. I'm like, I would really like a Pepsi that came in a can like that. Yeah. I think I must have been uh, some kind of a fucking idiot when I was a kid, because I think when I saw that, I just assumed that that's what Pepsi would look like in the future, uh-huh. because somehow adults knew what the, the future future, uh, future uh-huh. Pepsi would look like. <laughs> sure. And I was just like, can't I can't wait. wait till Pepsi looks like that. <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll really know we've arrived. <laughs> and you're still waiting. Yep. Still waiting. Someday. Uh, Why is it Pepsi served in inconvenient cans? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so he finds Pepsi, and he's so excited, and he's like, oh, my God, they're doing, like, core samples or something here. And then he finds a big bag of garbage, and then there's a Drax skull. Yeah. And he freaks out. Yeah. Oh. And, he realized, and then he, he gives a whole subplot of, like, oh, they're, what are they, Ravagers, Reavers? Yeah. Scavengers. Scavengers. <laughs> Ravarivers. Yeah, oh, come on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so these scavengers, they take Drax as slaves and make them do work in mines. Yeah, yeah. they're just dicks. Yeah, it's a bunch of dicks. <laughs> uh, and so he's like, oh, dicks. dicks. And then he's just like, he goes back and he tells Jerry, nothing, you know, I didn't find anything. But still, I'm like, you, you know, you could hang out there because you're not a Drax. They'll see you and be like, "Oh, there's some dude here." Yeah, yeah. Then you could go home and then fly and then back go back and get for for your for your pregnant husband. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know he's pregnant yet. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. This so is where instead, he's yeah. just like, "Oh, stupid scavengers! I guess I'll go live in my fucking yeah. Xerxes hut and yeah. wait to die." So he goes back and finds Jerry, and he's like, uh, "Did you see, did you find anything out there?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, uh, wing. Well, well, another thing. Space wing. Mm-hmm. I'm being space coy about yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> and then that's when Lewis got, or uh, Jerry's like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, pre- I'm with child. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, what? But how? He laughs his ass off. And he's like, yeah, I tell, it wasn't me. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and he tells him how it's all going to work. And then this is when, in the midst of, like, he's soon to give birth. That's when the uh, Sarlacc pit opens up underneath him while they're asleep. He yeah. chokes him a whole bunch. So now there's something wrong. And it looks like Jerry's not going to survive pregnancy. No, yeah, he dies during childbirth. Right. Well, not really. He just dies, and then Dennis Quaid rips his stomach open and takes out a baby. Yeah. Yeah, at this point (laughs) in my life, I didn't need to see that part. (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is accurate. I think that's what's coming your way. I think that's what I have to do. (laughs) (laughs) Just grab her by the scales (laughs) and pull real good. (laughs) <laughs> and then love that, but he's so in love with that. That's This yeah. is where I'm like, good job, Dennis Quaid, because he pulls that rubber baby out of Louis Casa Jr., and I believed for a moment that he was in love with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. that thing was uh, slick with juices. Slick with so many juices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And it, I thought this. I thought the baby came like at the end. No, you, no. I this thought it was a reveal. But exactly like, the halfway, the halfway mark point. In the movie. Yeah. So then you then you know. Okay, which, the, the rest of the movie is going to be him and this baby growing right. up. Right. Yeah. Because generally, is where now. if I'm rewatching this movie like in the afternoon or I've t- tossed it on for whatever reason, this is about where I tune out. Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> I liked it when they were the odd couple. Yeah. And now it's this weird, you know, Dem- beardy Dennis Quaid uh, running around yelling zammies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and this movie. Forever. Uh, yeah. This movie also proves, by the way, that um, accents and um, and uh, uh, speech patterns are completely hereditary. Right. <laughs> because this kid grows up and, yeah. and Drax. Now, what you may not know about Drax is that they grow up faster than regular human beings. Right. Because plots demand it. Yeah. You know? Uh, so he, but he grows up and he still talks like, da, uncle, because he calls him uncle. uncle. Yeah. And he's, his speech patterns are not like, I mean, Dennis Quaid would have taught him how to speak. Right. And, and um, Lou Gossett Jr. by the end was eloquent and could speak yeah. properly. Yeah. So much better than the kid could. So clearly speech patterns and accents are completely hereditary. Uh-huh. <laughs> that bothers me so much. And I can't even tell you why. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So they're like what running oh, around, growing like, up, all kinds of stupid stuff, and he teaches him how to count his fingers and play football. Play, yeah, yeah, play I like football. That game. Teaches him how many fingers he has, yeah. <laughs> what he can do with them. Yeah, and, and then, then eventually, eventually they run afoul of the scavengers. Right, again, you right? see the scavenger yeah. ship fly over them, and he's like, "I'm gonna go check it out." Even yeah. though he knows what it is, I don't know what he's doing. He's like, "You stay here," but the kid doesn't. He doesn't. And then, uh, yeah, they find they find him. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, yeah, he goes to the scavengers and he's gonna free some. Uh, tries to free them, doesn't he? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tries to. I it's guess. funny that when this movie tries and to be more interesting, it becomes less interesting. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Well, this is where like, the movie completely gets, loses it me because mess, it becomes so. it becomes a completely different movie. Now even, it just becomes yeah. like a shitty action movie. Yeah, but even and, though that the earlier stuff is kind of boring, it's still kind of like what's going on in this movie? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and then yeah. It's just cool like, and there's and, it, it's at least a bunch of original ideas and yeah. like and and kind of well, okay, yeah, I trying. never would have thought that would have been in a movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he uh, he gets knocked out and stuff like that. They take Zamis and then like every, they think they think he's dead. He's supposed to be dead, right? Yeah, because they ship him back to. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they're yeah. they're about to blow him out of the uh, <laughs> out of the airlock. Yeah, and then he's like Zamis. Yeah. He wakes up and they're like, "Oh shit! Sorry, yeah. we should have checked Quaid's if you were not dead." <laughs> yeah, so sorry. Yeah, we just saw that your eyes were closed and yeah. we assumed you were totally dead. Thought you were space dead, so we put you in a, a space ziplock <laughs> and uh, we're about to blow you out of <laughs> the ship's so, ass. Uh, whoops! Do you want a Pepsi? Yeah, um, <laughs> come in this weird can now. They're yeah. very round. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, and he's all cleaned and, sh- and shaven up now, and so then he's like, "I gotta go get Zambies." Yeah. And so he goes and steals a, a little spaceship, and he shoots open the walls. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, they're fine so... in space, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much yeah. plot left on this on this Wikipedia like thing, and I'm like, what happens between now and the end of the movie? I but feel that's, like yeah, nothing, he goes, that's like, thing. nothing like does happen. Like, yeah, Basically, a... he just goes back and uh, fights Brian James and, yeah. and gets uh, Sammy's. Sammy's out of the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And then he frees all the other ones, but then because he can speak Drac, yeah. and they're all like, what the fuck? This guy can speak Drac? That's crazy. And he frees all these people. He is the reason that there's peace. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, it's just yeah. the whole like, oh, we'll have a mining company and they'll be like murdering 
it's like I don't know. I guess they still use that, like in something like Avatar. Like you have that kind of like evil mind and company. So I guess it's like a. I understand why that like is a trope that they used because it's just a thing that they use. But it is like I don't know. You don't like not that the like whole you know alien man like relationship was amazing and not ham fisted before. Yeah, but it just takes it to this other level. We were like, this is it. This, this doesn't make it more interesting. Like the whole finale. No, no. not at all. It, <laughs> it, like it becomes really boring and pedestrian. Yeah. yeah. Um. Ah. Yeah. This. This really is two movies. Uh, it's crazy how the big the budget became. Like they what were. What was, was the budget? On it this? was supposed to be originally budgeted at seventeen million. Eventually, cost more than forty. Gee, and then it only made forty 12. million in nineteen eighty five. And then yeah. it only made twelve. Damn. Yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, because I don't know, I, what but it must have been a success on VHS, like one of those, like not a huge one. It's not like a yeah. Blade Runner or something like that. But like everyone in my age group saw this movie. We, yeah, knew yeah, it. I feel like Two it was pretty popular. It too much. Like uh, I, uh, uh, frequent guest of the show, Gavin Fox. He's he's yeah. seen this movie a lot of times too. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, I <clears throat> it's weird because. I wasn't around for it when it came out, mm-hmm. and so I didn't hear a lot about it. It wasn't until like you had it at the bar and you would talk about it, and yeah. that's like when I saw it, right? Like in my twenties, like mid twenties, late twenties. Well, yeah, because the bullet points on this is crazy to tell yeah. somebody. It's like, oh, you haven't seen this space movie where Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr. Uh, live baby? on a planet and have yeah. Louis Gossett Jr. has a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Like you check that fucking movie out. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I gotta know. <laughs> I really gotta know. Yeah. Like I guess. Like how do you market it? I think. I well, they're just mine? like that. Yeah, just you like say that. that. That's all you need to do. But if you watch, ah, and there's a mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you, you know, watch the trailers, it's like two brothers from like it, like they really try and make it brothers like, from another mother, uh, like space mother, <laughs> another, brothers from another space, space mother. brothers. Yeah. It is like the the trailer is like two like a human and an alien are in space and they find that they have the bond of brothers ship yeah. or something and it's yeah. like all right mm. they should have like had it like space blown up get seat asses in those seats yeah <laughs> star wars asses in these seats yeah. put a mine in this movie people yeah. fucking love them they go fucking crazy for space deliver parts. what you promise asshole yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we learned Holy from your last shit. movie the never ending story that people want an ending <laughs> <laughs> put a mine in there oh yeah, god Peterson and stop lying to your audiences. <laughs> that right. story ended. This one's having a mind. <laughs> <laughs> what did we learn from Enemy Mine? Uh, I learned that you should pick what kind of movie you want to be. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. yeah. Always a good idea. But that super awesome art design and special effects will at least get me through a movie like yeah. this because it's wonderful to look at and extremely well shot. It's yeah. pretty gorgeous uh, to look at. Yep. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. I learned... Uh, <laughs> uh, also, I learned I learned that uh, aliens mm-hmm. have uh, human lips. Yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, teeth that I don't like looking at. <laughs> oh, I really not, weird teeth. I did not like those teeth yeah, at all. I don't know. Yeah. I learned uh, the best new way to laugh. <laughs> oh, Greg. <laughs> Oh man, trivia! David Lynch was one of the directors also considered. Oh, oh yeah, I remember. Uh, I'd heard that there was somebody else too that I found interesting was on uh, on deck for it. 
Uh, yeah, that <laughs> is a very yeah. good story. I just told. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. The uh, the rubber drac ration balls were made from green jello. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like well, that. Dennis oh, here, here's, yeah. to like here's a real much. piece of uh, trivia. The empty soft drink can that David finds in the film is Pepsi Cola. Oh, well, I no can read way. It but in the book, eyes. yeah, it was <laughs> I used I used my eyes and brain yeah. to suss yeah, that yeah. one out. But in the book, it was Coke. So yeah, yeah. And remember, if you ever stranded on a uh, alien planet and you see a weird monster, uh, fuck it right in the pussy face. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck that thing's pussy face. <laughs> Why does it have a vagina on its head? It's and like it, it like it might as well have had the word vagina on it. Like it's clearly a vagina, <laughs> or maybe it's not. Maybe this is some sort of a weird uh, Freudian Rorschach thing where know. we just saw. Well, I've vagina. played this movie at the bar so many times, and there's people sitting there being like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, hey uh, bartender, what's, what's with that? the uh, what's with the cunt face up there?" <laughs> Oh my god! I th- I think they're just like there are so many, you know, uh, sex so much sexual imagery in a lot of science fiction movies leading up to this point. Maybe they thought yeah. they're like, oh shit, we didn't uh, yeah. put any uh, oh yeah any <laughs> T's or V's on anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> H.R. Geiger yeah. would be rolling around yeah, in his yeah, yeah. grave if he was in his future dead grave. Now. Yeah, yeah. We already finished Space Lewis's grave. makeup, so we can't put it on him. Put it on the little uh, silverfish guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the delicious silverfish. That's game. right. Um, let's see. Well, seeing as it's December of uh, 1985, a couple of months ago in September of 1985, a pretty sweet album came out. Yeah. Uh, Tom Waits' Rain Dogs, uh, which is second in a sort of trilogy era for him. Um, this was the, like, he had the major detour of Swordfish Trombones, which, which blew everyone's fucking minds. Yeah, because it's um, uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. And then he was like, oh, you guys like uh, brilliant albums? Check it out. Here's another one. Yeah, yeah. You guys <laughs> liked uh, how, how Swordfish Trombone is the, the best album of all time? Here's Rain Dogs. This is the uh, best album of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, if you're not a Tom Waits listener, I don't know what you've been doing with your time. Um, you'll never get an artist like this again. This is, well, first off for his uniqueness, but also that he was a developmental artist when he was taken on by his record company. They were like, do the thing you do. We buy into it and we think people will get it eventually. And they took his songs and sold them off to other artists like the Eagles and Springsteen. Like, do these tunes, have this guy open for you. Think we think he's going to be real big. Yeah. And he did get a cult following. And he, and he, he started out to be much more pedestrian that oh, he ended yeah. up being well, like with really the, sounds yeah. more like orchestrate like orchestral right like kind of uh, more like well no, no like he, he started driven. out his his first album uh closing time yeah uh like his first full 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 album mm-hmm. is uh is quite uh folky yeah mm, okay. uh, songs like martha and grapefruit yeah. moon which are which is a, it's a oh, great album oh, i fucking love album. the album and that is the album that has all 55 on it uh-huh. which is i think arguably his most Successful song in, in term in, in terms of it having been covered, well, like other you know, than downtown Tim, train. Tim Buck. Well, downtown train, but yeah. the less said about that cover, the better. True, because um, <laughs> the Eagles covers. The Eagles cover of, of Old 55 is, is uh, it did well for them. Yeah. I think it did well for, I think Tim Buckley did a, a version of it that, right. uh, that did well for him. Um, I mean, I want to listen to his, of course. But well, his is the one that you listen to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the uh, Eagles one is, you know. 
nice harmonies. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's as as Eagles songs go, I or as Eagles I arrangements go, or I knew his. Well, that was that's my problem with Downtown Train, which, by the way, is on Rain Dogs, which is the album we're talking about. That's um, right. Now, when you said that he in his early career was like selling songs. To, was he like selling songs to like other artists? No, I don't or? mean he was selling songs. Like the, his label was just like, we're gonna have this, this person cover this just okay. to get some, your name out there. So okay. People know it, that yeah, it it's is. something. It was I think fairly standard thought, practice yeah, back it was then. Definitely yeah. a thing you did. I thought yeah. maybe he was like writing songs for for bands or something. No, they did, no, that's why they did. That's what they did with the Springsteen too, with like uh, Blinded by the Light and stuff yeah. like that. Which yeah. Nobody realizes that's his dude. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy because he writes so many so, so, so like his songs by and large are so much better than that song. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was on like his what, second album yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Um anyway, uh so yeah, and a little bit of experimentation starts to open up here and there with him, but you know, really bizarre albums in some ways, you know, yeah. that are coming out. Not necessarily like that you hadn't heard that, but just like the the little path he was on seemed very uh, I don't know, brave, I'd, I'd say. Well, yeah, because like it was shortly after his fairly straightforward um, uh, uh, Closing Time album that he started to have little spoken word things right. and little uh, like beat poems and yeah. stuff like that, which should have been insufferable. But Absolute, because of I his, hate it when anyone does this, yeah, because <laughs> it's the worst. But because of his interesting worldview and yeah. interesting. Um, uh, sense of storytelling, yeah. Like songs like Frank Frank's Wild Years, which yeah. ended up being an album uh, years later, but on Swordfish Trombones was just a song. Yeah, um, are weirdly fatalistic and weirdly, um, uh, it's just a little story about that that doesn't end well. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, or something like the whole Nighthawks at the Diner album. Like if anyone else yeah. did that. I would not care for that. And, and interestingly, <laughs> but, well, I don't know, interestingly, but uh, that album was, I mean, the the whole conceit of the album is that it was recorded like in a nightclub. It's yeah. a live album recorded yeah. in a nightclub, which it wasn't. It was um, uh, an album recorded in a studio mm-hmm. where they just brought people, they set up tables and yeah. brought people in so that they could sound like a... Uh, I, like yeah. an audience, I and actually it really so like cool. That. What a fucking it does. Awesome I like record. The, that the idea of doing like a fake live album. Well, thing. I feel like that. Like I don't feel like they were trying to put one over on you. No. I feel like that was sort of like uh, the the, yeah. the point. It was like a performance piece, kind of. Totally, but I I just I have a weird fascination with artists that have done that. Peggy Lee mm. did one where they have all this canned like like clapping and stuff, and she's like addressing the audience. And then the Beach Boys did one where it was like party with the Beach Boys, and they're like, hey, pass the root beer and they're like having a party like, <laughs> and, they're, and they're like actually have all these people that are like pretending to be like yeah, it's yeah. A, we're just hanging out at someone's house like Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> but I like that like weird like I'm gonna try and make an, a, a like a like an atmosphere and I uh, um, Nighthawks at the Diner or that's the live one mm-hmm. yeah that I heard that one that was one of the first Tom Waits albums that I heard all the way through at a cottage and somebody's like parents had that. That's we, a we, that's a weird cottage. Yeah, album. but yeah. we put it on, and it was actually like a really good cottage album in sure. a weird way. And like we were all just like hanging out, and it was on the background. And it made this like really like interesting like kind of vibe. It, it like it's, supplemented it's your party yeah. by yeah. by having yeah. other party yeah, yeah. sounds. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. we're having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I thought I thought this party was terrible, but it sounds pretty yeah. good. <laughs> so as his career is going along and he's releasing albums, I think, and just in my opinion anyway, Blue Valentine was the first like little glimpse of what's going to come. 
when you get st- songs like uh, Romeo is Bleeding and uh, yeah, Red Shoes the Drugstore in particular, you know? Yeah. Uh, they had this like different kind of vibe going on. That's that's I think gonna it's and but it's still like you know five years before that's gonna happen because then he does Heart Attack and Vine, which yeah. is basically just a blues record. It's a pretty bluesy. That's I mean I like there's a album. lot on that album that I really love, but as a, as an entire album, that's one that I'm like. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there, there's a lot of pentatonic scale bullshit. Yeah, that doesn't need to be I, on it was there. one of my first ones, so I have like a soft spot for it. Uh, yeah, sure. If you don't know any of the better stuff, then no. that album does is going to sound like great, a revolutionary blues it. album. Great shit on that album. There's some yeah. really really good. Songs. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some some of his great songs are on that yeah. album, but but just the filler on that album is unfortunate. Yeah, and then eh, after that, that, you get one from the heart. Um, yeah. Which I don't know how to really talk about. That's a one from the heart. Is that the one with Crystal Gale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep, and it's for the Coppola film of yeah. the same name. Yeah, of the same right. name. Yeah. Which so, I haven't seen. Yeah, and all was a big mess. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then it's kind of like I, he was an artist, sort of like what, what what I don't know how you what you call him after he's in this blues album, then this weird yeah. soundtrack album just after doing Blue Valentine, which has a, some strange things on it, you know, and then Sword for Trombones comes out. And that's just doesn't sound like anything that's ever happened. Well, that was where he started to to like he was like, well, let, let me see what other things I can start banging on. Yeah, like so. There's a lot of you know banging on uh, on like brake pads and like yeah, and, and crazy full of yeah. like yeah forks or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Uh, ba- what is it? Bathtub music. He he called it at one point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, and that album just blew everybody's fucking minds and like, what the. F- fuck is going on here so, so then rain dogs comes two years after that now it doesn't have the element of surprise that swordfish trombones is going to mm-hmm. but i feel like this is i don't know it's hard to you know tom waits records i'm a huge fan and yeah. so picking between these two i mean i have my personal favorites yeah. but i couldn't say with any real honest degree what's better here no but it's, i feel like rain dogs is the better album tom waits is one of those artists where i i just allow whatever album comes to my mind first like well what's your favorite tom waits album well not right now it's small change sure uh and then tomorrow it'll be frank's wild years yeah, yeah. and yet i yet rain dogs i think is the one that i come back to the most but i think that's also because um one of my all-time favorite guitarists, one of the main reasons I picked up the guitar and kept playing it, uh, is on this album. Mark Rubeau? Uh No, not, not Mark Rubeau, although I do love Mark Rubeau's that style. just destroys my mind. Yeah. He's so he's, fucking good. And he's like crazy visionary, too. Like yeah, the, yeah, way, yeah. the way the way he fucking just reefs on the strings is yeah. really fucking interesting. But no, G.E. Smith is oh, all over this right. album. Yeah, right, right, Um And did some of the writing and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, like like he I, I first saw him uh, as the the leader of GE Smith and the Saturday Night Live band. Right, right. What a fascinating career. Yeah, seriously. Which of the guitarists on this album does the more kind of like wiry, weird kind of? That's Mark, Mark Repo. Repo. Okay, yeah. I yeah. love that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> jockey full of bourbon. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's that's, that's very much like, his style. Kind of like all over the he's place. He's got a very like, specific <laughs> sound. It's so and cool. also he's not afraid to uh, to do a really bullshit uh, uh, solo mm. that somehow works. Yeah. I was like, wow, why do I love it when you do that and hate it when everyone else does it? Yeah, I loved that stuff. Yeah. Well, because this, this album has such a found sound kind of feel mm. and yet and yet has such such strong songwriting. Yeah. 
It's a it's a juggernaut of an album. Like there, there isn't a bad song on it, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, quite, it's quite a long album too. It's you know a lot of tracks, which is which is crazy because because when I think about it, I think about it as being not long enough. Yeah, uh, well, because it's just so it's so strong all the way through, and it ends so well. Um, it has it has little of his sort of talky stuff, yeah. um, and the talky stuff on it, like Ninth and Hennepin, I fucking love. Oh, it's awesome. It's so fucking awesome. Yeah. Um but it ends it ends so uh Oh man, emotionally. Yeah. The end of the song because it's or the this album is uh uh it ends with anywhere uh anywhere I lay my head. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite uh, Tom Waits songs, and yep. it ends with that. And then there's this little thing at the end, this just tiny little piece. And and anywhere I, I lay my head is is kind of like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just like, oh god, I'm all like sad, and I have no energy left. And then yeah. it just ends with this like this really sweet little glimmer of hope, like this this really beautiful little uh, kind of New Orleans. Uh, um, uh, kind of jazzy thing yeah. that's yeah. just that's really pretty for sure um i yeah i don't know i mean i don't know how you can even stay motivated to try and write great songs if you've just written one album that has both jockey full of bourbon and clap hands on it you kind of feel like <sighs> yeah fucking i'm done yeah <laughs> yeah don't I even just wrote the two fucking coolest songs anyone's ever going to fucking write yeah clap hands is, i really uh, like clap hands. holy shit terrifyingly yeah. good oh my god um and uh, uh, yeah, so this this album has uh, uh, probably one of the best known of his songs, which we'd mentioned before, is uh, uh, "Downtown Train," right. which is a song that I just absolutely hated when I was a kid because I didn't know who the fuck Tom Waits no, was. Is that I own New Rod Kids Stewart on the version. Block albums. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so then uh, so all I knew was the Rod Stewart version, which mm-hmm. is god awful. Um, and I was like, oh, I hate that fucking song. And then I heard the Tom Waits one, and I was like, oh, God, like uh, something that sounds so similar because the structure is all very much oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's all right um, there. You know, except for the cool guitar part in uh, uh, on in Tom Waits' version is replaced by a really shitty-sounding saxophone part <laughs> in uh, <laughs> in shitty Rod Stewart shitty part. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like, like never had I heard a song that was so similarly done sound so different and so much more radical and oh, yeah. emotionally exhausting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I knew the Rod Stewart one first as well. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, can't, I remember I was working in this bar at one point and I put on the... Uh, uh, the Tom Waits version. I was like, oh, cool. They have this, uh, you know, on the, on the playlist. That's great. Some yeah. shit ass. And this waitress I was working with was just like, ugh. This guy's butchering this song, and I was I was so <laughs> uh, fuck I, was my, you. I was in my early twenties, and I was just like, "Oh fuck, I'm so angry! Like I'm gonna freak <laughs> out! Like you're so wrong about everything in life." I love, and that. that's a that's a dangerous thing to do to like a young twenty year old who or twenty mid or early twenties kid who's just learning about Tom Waits because you become very possessive yeah. of yeah, his man. music in your early twenties. I love 20s. stories like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, friend of the show Bruce uh Bruce Douglas had a had one of those moments where he told me that somebody he was listening to Leonard Cohen at work and somebody over was listening to it and he was like this guy's pretty good he's got to work on his lyrics though <laughs> <laughs> like got to put Yeah that's yeah. the problem with Leonard Cohen as a musician <laughs> yeah. it's his lyrics Yeah got to put some work into these lyrics though and you're like what the fuck man <laughs> amazing but why are you my man <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, we can just gush on every track on this album over and over again. Oh, my God, can um, I ever. 
but I kind of I'm curious about Tango till they're sore. Oh fuck. Uh, I'm curious about how you guys got into Tom Waits and what that was like and what your first album was and like because uh, I was I didn't know uh, the first time I I think I was aware of his name was because of the Fisher King because uh, mm-hmm. he's in the Fisher King and he's in the, the that awesome Grand Central Station scene which is mm-hmm. just phenomenal and he's there and he's you know he he's talking to Robin Williams and he's like. Uh, the, the whole story about, you know, like, I went one day, you get tired of kissing your boss's ass, and you go in there and you stab him in a while. I just yeah. want to know what his face looks like when I put this pair of scissors in his arm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, old Bob's going to go back and just, uh, you know, kiss that boss's ass yeah. again, you know. Boop, boop, boop. He said that later, and I'm like, wow, who is this guy? My mom's like, oh, he's a musician. And I'm like, what are his songs like? And she's like, kind of like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good, that's a good description. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then the first album I bought was Bone Machine because it came out yeah. like a, the later that year or the next year, uh, 92, I think. And so I bought that and just literally lost my mind over it. I was like, this is, I, I would just, t- I carry it around. I got it on a, a cassette and I had the yeah, incredibly the long fold out that had yeah. all the lyrics though. And I just carried that thing around with me and read it like crazy because I was so fascinated with the way this guy wrote. Yeah. And getting into Tom Waits, like for me, it was like, when you f- you get it, then you get a couple other albums too, and like, oh, like fuck, holy shit! It was like being let in on this secret. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It was so much bigger than anything else. Like, I, and still is. Like, yeah. There's nothing else like that. This world, you know. So that was my my first album was Bone Machine. Yeah, which was still one of my favorites. I but like, I guess my first album was probably Nighthawks of the da- the Diner. Sweet. That was and, one of my early ones, too. And I, I like I still haven't really made a huge dive into his work. I've never heard all of his albums. This and and Nighthawks are probably the only long periods I've spent with his stuff. Not because like I don't like it, but be just because I just haven't gotten around to it. And yeah. I do find that there is like a level of kind of difficulty of kind of like because I didn't jump into it when I was like super like hungry for crazy music and like yeah. finding cool things to, to then devour i do feel like i don't know i do f- i felt a little thrown in on the deep end with this one not because i don't like it because i do really like it but i did find it like dif- a difficult and not not like i don't know yeah i don't know how to explain it like i liked listening to it a lot i had to kind of take it in in chunks uh, I, well, I, yeah. I i didn't really <laughs> listen to it straight through a ton but I was I really enjoyed listening to the songs like a couple in a row and then just like digesting those and being like thinking about those and the parts of those that I loved and stuff and then like moving on to the next couple tracks yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but I loved the guitar work that uh, we were mentioning before. Like that stuff was just like so fucking cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of super excited to maybe go start from the beginning. I kind of want to like oh, it, yeah, jump at the beginning yeah. and like take the journey that is a discography to walk because really i do feel like yeah like because i haven't heard really swordfish trombones i only know oh, like, the, man, like some so of the big good. songs yeah, yeah. like i know some of the songs like you can get it wicked out, cheap yeah. on vinyl now too swordfish trombones usually okay. only about 19 bucks brand new yeah so Which like i i really wonderful. enjoyed listening to this um but it did feel kind of like oh man i'm kind of like you know going into this discussion with these like fa- like you guys who really know his work <laughs> and like I'm kind of still like dipping my toe in and being no, like that's well, awesome. I liked this but I feel like I do feel like I know that like you know well I don't think you can push Tom Waits on anyone I think, no, I no. think yeah. at, like as a music listener you have to come to him uh, on your own terms mm-hmm, or, yeah. or I certainly certainly did I, I for me I didn't um, 
uh, I knew of uh, of Bone Machine. Yeah. But I knew of it through him being a collaborator because Les Claypool is on that album right. quite mm-hmm. a bit. And uh, and by that time that I'd heard about that, I was really sick of Primus and really sick of what Les Claypool did because I was like, well, look, uh, yeah, I understand that you're doing all this impressive stuff, but. But I don't hear a lot of di- like a lot of uh, di- difference in what you're doing, and I, I was just kind of sick of of what Les Claypool was doing. Yeah, sure. So I was like, "Oh, Tom Waits, he's just one of those guys." Yeah. So whatever. Um, and uh, and now I had been a big fan of Sailing the Seas of Cheese and yeah. uh, and Tommy the Cat, Tommy and, the Cat, and I didn't know the best Primus on there is. But I I didn't know that was Tom Waits. I thought it was <laughs> just Les Claypool doing another voice. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, whatever. So. Um, <laughs> So then, yeah, then in college, you had, I'm pointing for the listeners at Greg. Uh-huh. Um, Not Frank? Uh, <laughs> yeah. My, my Frank goes to college. Yeah. <laughs> um, in college, you still had your testicles, <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Hey, listen. We all in had college, we all still had our <laughs> testicles. All right. Um, uh, yeah, you had Rain Dogs, and Rain Dogs was my yeah. first, uh, my yeah. first like big foray into uh, to Tom Waits, and and uh, I was listening, and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool, and and uh, and like I get what he's doing, kind of thing, but I think I think I might be a little above this, so I think he's being <laughs> a little clever for my liking. And then one yeah. night, I was walking home. I lived in like a really seedy part of town, and it was raining, and it was like perfect. Uh, time yeah, but yeah, it was it was like you know 10:30 at night, and it was raining, and it was uh, I remember no, this. It was like October or yeah, something, yeah, so sure. it was very cold. And yeah, yeah. And I had it on my my Sony Walk or Sony Discman, yeah. And and I was just like, oh, it all makes sense. <laughs> but not only just Tom Waits, just everything makes sense yeah. now. Oh, I get it. I'm just supposed to be sad and weird for the rest of my <laughs> life. And just it was this insane freedom that 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 I felt. And and I was just like, and then I just kind of I just like fucking dope yeah. You it. just once that once you just like kind of free fall into it and you find how you want to listen to him and what it means to you yeah. just oh man and there's just so many different sounds so many records yeah. I mean now I mean there is a Tom Waits sound that he's kind of you know you kind of know a little but bit what yeah. Tom Waits sound even like doesn't sound in, like anything else incorporated yeah. in that sound is so many different sounds yeah. like so I, I've quite liked things. a bunch of the more recent albums like uh, Bad As Me I thought was great I really liked Real Gone. Uh, Real Gone, and again, Real Gone has has some of my favorite Mark Rebo yeah. uh, uh, stuff rag, on it. Hoist that rag, that song is fucking tune. amazing. And the guitar in that is super reminiscent yeah. of Rain Dogs, uh, of so. like the, the the front half of Rain yeah, Dogs. Yeah. Absolutely. So good, yeah, man. You guys could be making up songs, titles, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. I didn't, I didn't know this about you, Dan Gorman. I thought yeah. you. It just seems like, yeah, like. It's weird that this isn't just totally. part of your DNA. As yeah, I'm surprised as a as a former film student, like yeah. they they didn't force you to have a Tom Waits uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, period. Here's your Tom Waits discography. It, I actually yeah. find um, here's yeah. here's your leather uh, uh, your leather jacket yeah. uh, with like the belt oh, and everything. I wasn't, and, uh, yeah. I wasn't here, a, here's your shitty fedora. <laughs> I wasn't a, a, a cool film student. <laughs> here's your scarf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone is a cool film student. It's Actually, one of the things that comes to my mind when I listen to Tom Waits so far, especially this period, and this is going to be a crazy stretch, so stay with me, (laughs) is uh, They Might Be Giants in the sense that obviously They Might Be Giants are like crazy poppy. And and not that Tom Waits isn't, but he is doing some pretty like wild stuff. Yeah. But the way that like um, both artists take like 
these kind of like disparate things that don't sound like they should go together, but use them in a way that like feels so organic. I absolutely yeah. see the the correlation and between then, the two. And then use those kind of like different things that don't sound like they should go together, but are put together in a way that sounds organic. Mm -hmm. And then they use that to tell like weird stories yeah because yeah. like they might be giants will have a song that just sounds weird and then he's talking about like a to a highway for toddlers or something and you're like <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about but then you're like but it makes so much sense when you say it <laughs> <laughs> like i find parallels like that yeah. yeah yeah i can i definitely see that um so i kind of if you were gonna okay with somebody like dan gorman here if you were gonna uh, beat him up or beat him push up. him up. Steal his shoes. <laughs> what would you, how would you yeah, do yeah. that? If you were going to break his glasses and take his wallet, yeah, how yeah. would you do it? Yeah. <laughs> and look, there's no if about it. It's when when I press stop on this thing, <laughs> this is happening. I'm beating up Dave Gorman. <laughs> uh, no, if I, yeah, if how, I was yeah, if you're gonna like uh, the entry point, yeah, if yeah you will. go yeah, mm. go on your entry point, go up to a, you know a, a dark room somewhere. You know, take up smoking. I, I that, know. You know what? I had the hardest when I quit smoking. Oh, you can't listen to Tom Waits. Oh, fuck. It was the, and I thought about it. I'm like, Listening to Tom Waits is like smoking. How am I going to smoke? Yeah. Uh, how am I ever going to listen to Tom Waits again if yeah. I don't fucking smoke? Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. I, listen, it turned out okay. Yeah. <laughs> but there was, No, it's it, still not the it same. It was a conscious thought that I was like, maybe I shouldn't quit. Yeah. Because... Because Tom Waits would be really disappointed <laughs> yeah, yeah, in me. He quit years ago. So. Would you? It's all mirage, kids. Would you advise yeah. against starting from the beginning and going? Um, I uh, no. It's not because, where I would send you, but okay. that's because I have my personal tastes about his. Yeah, uh, and I had I had my own specific journey, and and I yeah. I got on to closing time um much later. Yeah, and uh, well, not much later, somewhat later, and uh, I loved it for what it was, yeah. but. It was because I had the the contrast of yeah, like I started at Rain Dogs and and so f immediately I would say Rain Dogs start yeah. there yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and then yeah. go yeah. and then go to Swordfish Trombones and then go to Small Change and then after Small Change maybe try Closing Time or or go like. Uh, a different route, but that's because that's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and I yeah. had such a such it was such an influential thing. For like me. I want to tell you to go to the album that follows this and go to just go right to Frank's Wild Years. Yeah, because I feel like it gets a whole ton of what he does here that you've just just experienced with yeah. Rain Dogs, but goes into a little bit of a different direction. And okay. it's because I th I'm pr I'm pretty sure, at least right now <laughs> and most of the time, that Frank's Wild Years is my favorite. Okay. Tom Waits album. Uh, it's definitely the one I've spent the most time with. I just yeah. cannot not go back to it because it has these really cool songs that are awesome yeah. and kind of creepy or sexy, and then it <laughs> has a bunch of them that are just like, this is the saddest I've yeah, ever hey, been while <laughs> listening to music, and I couldn't be happier. Do you uh, do you want to cry forever? Yeah, have, yeah. have this song. Have yeah. Train song. <laughs> train song. And it'd be the saddest. But then, but but I, I don't know. Arguably, I think that train. Sometimes I think Train Song is his saddest song, and then I think Time, time from is, uh, oh, yeah. Rain Dogs is... Yeah. Uh, um, but I would want it, like I'd strongly, strongly uh, recommend Bone Machine, which is much later. It's 1992 or whatever. But I, it's just a, a mammoth album of wonderful lyrics and songwriting. It's just, yeah. it, and I, I still go back to it like crazy. Even that, though it was my first, and it's like you know, it, it was a big one because it got he got some airplay due to uh, uh, going out west, and I don't want to grow up. Yeah, but those songs are. Devastatingly good. Ah, oh, I don't want to grow up. I think oh, it's one of his man, best yeah. songs. They're like Jesus gonna be here. You know, that's a that is a uh, hell of a fucking record. Yeah, it is hell of a record. 
Yeah, Earth Died what? Screaming. That's how you start your album. Fucking a man, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, and I like that too. That he can start it. He, he'll start an album on a song that's not like a song. That's yeah. That's just kind of, well. I mean, it is still a song, but structurally, it's just yeah. kind of like this is the beginning of something. Yeah. So it's structured this way. And yeah. Then, and then it it that album really becomes yeah. something. Oh, it was such a crazy thing. I remember getting that record and like going, okay, I'm gonna try out Tom Waits here <laughs> and, and sitting in my in my bedroom when I was like 17 or whatever yeah. and Earth Died Screaming is the first thing that comes on and listening to this fragile creepy song that sounds like it's played on a stand up bass and bones yeah. and I'm like what the fuck like what the fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah Earth Died Screaming while I lay dreaming yeah dreaming of you yeah oh Pretty the best crazy. oh god <laughs> alright who wants to get some smokes yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's <laughs> let's go. Let's all go sit in a room and smoke cigarettes and just make up stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, my I keep wanting to to jump back back at the beginning because I guess in my mind it'll be like okay, I'll start with like the more kind of like normal stuff and that'll yeah. ease me into the kind of like more avant garde stuff. There's which two I like. albums that I would say are kind of like. You don't yeah. necessarily need there. Okay. Uh, Heart of Saturday Night mm-hmm. and Foreign Affairs. Okay. For fans only. Foreign I, yeah. affa- I like no, those albums. I, I don't know. Foreign Affairs is, uh, I find, hard to listen to because yeah. it feels empty. It does. I've got it on vinyl just because I have to. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'll throw it on now and again and be like, all right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but I, I don't feel compelled to listen no, to it. No, those two are kind of like, if you were going to, because it's a, listen, it's a huge discography. Yeah. You know, so... You could probably jump over those. Okay. And be okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Will do. Yeah. It's a great time. Anyway, I think we've uh, gushed on Tom Waits <laughs> enough here. Uh, if you're not a listener or if you're not uh, familiar with Tom Waits and, uh, you know, uh, you can take any of these suggestions. There's no wrong way or right way to do it. Yeah. It's a huge career. Yeah. Um, and you'll find it. And if you hear one album and don't like it, I wouldn't necessarily stop there. No, yeah. You, you, you might want to feel around a bit because there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And it's all pretty great. And eventually it all falls into place for you. Because there was things like I didn't like Closing Time when I was a teenager. But because I was a teenager and I was stupid, didn't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I love that fucking album. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, let's all squeeze into this medallion. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on. Hey, let's all squeeze into Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Oh, oh uh, Martin Lawrence, thing, you asshole. Coffee. All right, let's get in. All right, on. Uh, let's go. Oh, we're back. It takes oh. us to the wrong year, but it brings us back perfectly. Yeah, every no time. problem. <laughs> uh, I don't know how it... I don't know the science of it, guys. I don't know. Um... Well, that was a fun little broken time machine adventure to 1985 yeah. with a little uh, alien love child <laughs> yep. and the music of Tom Waits. Yeah. Um, Dan Gorman, why don't you tell us about some internet stuff where people can find things to do? Uh, do the things in the internet stuff. <laughs> you can go to modernsuperior.com and hear uh-huh. our show, Time Bandits, as well as many other Time Bandits, other shows, <laughs> podcast shows. <laughs> <laughs> on Modern Superior. Anyway, podcast show, Time Bandits. Time Bandits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow us on the social medias by making that noise at your computer. Yeah, I'm laughing at you, Dan. <laughs> and then typing in twitter.com slash Time Bandits pod. Uh-huh. Click a little follow button or you can go to facebook.com. Click that little button. Click a little, <laughs> click a little button. Click that little button. Go to facebook.com, <laughs> type in... 
Facebook.com slash Time Bandits Podcast and click the little like button. Or just type in Time Bandits anywhere on the internet with the word podcast after mm-hmm. it. It'll probably, probably go up. Yep. Just yell the words Time Bandits at your computer. Yeah. yeah. And that's about it. That yeah. is about it. I bet that's a score, baby. That's a score. <laughs> <laughs> What year is it? This is the nineties. This has been a presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network.